Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. The suit's been in this massive depression. And I said, What's the problem? And he says, You know that commercial where they encourage you to do your own Google search? I said, Yeah. He said, I did one. Uh oh. Okay, today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia routes 11 and 15, Humble's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, the best of the business. Great pre-owned inventory. They do a 164-point inspection. And uh, that way you get the Sunbury Motors guarantee. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia routes 11 and 15, Humble's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Time now for our play-by-play call of the day. Now right lane, Gallinari with his back to Hutchinson, edges in the paint, turns, shoots, that's in and out, thought about going down. Now Russell Westbrook does have his 10th rebound, so Russell Westbrook has done it. The unbreakable record has been broken. He now has the most career triple-doubles in NBA history, 182. Surpassing the legendary Oscar Robertson. Uh, great accomplishment by Russell Westbrook. I mean, you're talking about it's not just being a scorer. You have to be a passer. you got to be a rebounder. You have to be willing in all three phases. All credit to him. All right, let's talk about the Steelers now. Let's uh, check in on the hotline. Bring in Neil Kulong, the Wizard of Western PA. Welcome, sir. It's great to be here as always. I hope you guys are... Uh having as fantastic a day as we're having over here we got some sunshine it's a nice may day i'm ready to go here good i love it all right so let's uh let's get i want to start actually with a, a sort of Steeler note but it's a division note alejandro villanueva what were your thoughts when you saw the eventually sign with the baltimore ravens um, you know, it, it, it's interesting. I, I saw from, uh, I think it was Pro Football Focus had given him a, a valuation of like a, a contract of $45 million over three years back in February. And I thought that that was insane. Uh, but then you, you heard Steelers fans talk about it. He'd be lucky to get $0.12 cents an hour. And I thought that was insane. Um, I feel the, the market for a, a veteran offensive tackle is going to be high. It's just that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. There are not very many people roaming the earth at the size and the weight with the athletic ability of a guy who's able to play a tackle position in the NFL. There just aren't very many of them. Um, if you need experience, which the Ravens absolutely did, you're going to have to pay a premium. And I think uh, the $8 million guaranteed part could kind of be considered – uh, the, the premium spend on a, a two-year, $14 million deal, which probably fits in line for what they need to have. Really, they need probably at least a, a one-year option at right tackle. And I think knowing the Ravens and, and how much they kind of like to wink, wink, nudge, nudge, game the system, <laughs> the fact that he signed that deal after the draft 
almost as quickly as the draft ended, he signed that contract. I think they might have paid a little bit more to get him to not sign until after the draft when it doesn't affect their compensatory formula. Uh, there's some strategy in that. There's some gamesmanship in that, but I really think there's a massive loophole that the league needs to cover if teams are, are doing that. Uh, the point being, though, they got a, a reasonable right tackle option. Um, they wanted Clearly, they wanted somebody with experience. And getting somebody within the division who's used to playing against uh, two other opponents and, and practicing against a third opponent makes a lot of sense. So with that, I think there, there's going to you know come a little bit of an upcharge from what you probably expect him to make. But then again, he's going to start. He's their starter. Uh, an offensive tackle that starts in the NFL that's not on a rookie contract costs about that much money. So uh, the, the right move, I think, for, for Baltimore. I'm not surprised by it. Uh, we'll see if he holds out. Um, holds up, I should say. I, I don't know how much he has left in the tank, and I don't know um, if, if he's going to be able to run the, the style of blocking that they're going to have their guys, I'm assuming they're going to have their guys do. I mean, they went out and spent a bunch on um, Kevin Zeitler, a very, an, an excellent right guard, yeah. uh, to re- help replace Marshall Yonda. In my opinion, Yonda retiring and them not taking his replacement seriously uh, is, is what led to the Ravens uh, falling off quite a bit from where they were the year before that. Zeitler helps, but uh, Villanueva's never had a, 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 an offensive lineman play to his left before, so uh, it, that's that's an interesting transition. We'll we'll see how well he takes to that, and uh, it takes to what the Ravens do, which is very different than what the Steelers do. Um, definitely something within the division to watch this year, though. Right, and then there's another element to it. Eric Fisher ends up signing with the Colts, I believe. So I mean, the, so they don't keep Villanueva, they don't go after Fisher. Uh, What's your thought on what they're attempting to do with the offensive line? Um, As as far as um, Baltimore, right? I'm talking about the Steelers. The Steelers, in their offensive line, I mean, really, they needed to get younger. Um, They they didn't have the money to spend, I think, that Baltimore did. So the idea of not uh, going after Villanueva or Fisher is more – we need to get guys that were in the door right now that we can count on as early as we can get them in here, which is the reason why they took a, a tackle like Moore out of Texas A&M. A fourth-round guy who might be able to contribute uh, possibly as their third tackle um, and a, a, a third tight end for jumbo packages this year. But they're looking to build for long-term. They need to see what they have in Zach Banner. Uh, the contract that they gave him is really kind of a – if he makes it to the second year, it's, it's, it's definitely a very team-friendly deal. They can get out of it pretty easily if it's not, but then they don't have a left tackle. So I, they need to get guys that can play right now, but they've got to build a younger base uh, for their future. I'm not sure what, they're, what they want to do with Chuck Sakura for. I don't know what I've really seen out of him that makes me think uh, he's a long-term guy. I, as far as I know, they haven't approached him about an extension, and he's heading into the final year of his contract. You don't see uh, two-plus years starting offensive tackles reach free agency in, in, in an easy fashion all that often. And if you look at what Matt Filer got from the Chargers, three years, $21 million, uh, you have to think of Corafor is probably around that range somewhere. So if the Steelers wanted to get him uh, long-term, they would have locked him up for you know hopefully something a little bit longer than, than three years if they had faith in him and maybe get a little bit of a discount on that. But uh, they don't. So I, I think really they need to get younger. They drafted a tackle I think can, can develop into a player um, and they, they needed to give themselves a, an option or two. I think having a holdover again in, in a guy like Villanueva doesn't really help out 
what they're trying to do long term. And this is also a team that has found uh, Villanueva being one of them, Banner hopefully being another. But they they found a ton of value in uh, the the bottom end of free agency and undrafted free agency uh, at the tackle position. Late round picks, guys like Kelvin Beecham have have come in and, and turned out to be excellent starters for them. They have faith in how they develop that position. So I think they're leaving the door open. Uh, for their future, what they can do with the position uh, beyond this year, but for now they they really needed to get, uh, you know, a, a, a three deep, not not a rotation, but a three deep depth chart in place to be able to start to to you know get a sense of what they want to do beyond this year. If it's going to be these three again, if they need to sign somebody outside of that, um, it, it these were all moves I think to to get them through this year with a reasonable amount of ability and hope that they can take a step forward and become a strong nucleus like they've had in the past. Uh, we'll, we'll, you know, it remains to be seen whether they'll be successful in that or not. One way to get younger is to lose. The Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be a very young football team, and they earned it by winning their opening game and then losing the next 15. Now, I'm not saying the Steelers should be 1-15, but with Ben Roethlisberger back, you they may not crack 500. We'll see. Could the Steeler fan base take a couple of losing years to make the team younger? I'll say this. Um, whether they could or they couldn't, they don't think that that's going to happen. Um, this is about as bleak a, a two-year picture as I think I've seen among the Steelers in quite a while. And it, it's it's understandable why that this is the case. I don't think they got to this point on accident. I don't think it's a failure. I think it's just this is kind of what you have to do sometimes to get past the big contract and the big production of a, a quarterback. Uh, there aren't many teams that transition successfully from a great quarterback into something else. Yes, everyone's immediately going to point out Favre to Rodgers, but you know, I, I really don't think that Mason Rudolph is holding his, his Aaron Rodgers game under his hat until he gets the starting role in, in town. They don't have that option available. That doesn't happen. Um, you saw what happened to the Patriots last year. That that was a fairly big, significant drop-off for them. Right. And one they, they might face again this season. It might be a two-year rebuilding effort, but they've made good strides to improve on that. And I think the Steelers are going to do the same thing. But the losing part of it is going to have to start. I, I don't think they can win. Uh, well, I'll, I'll say this. I don't think their roster as it sits is a bad one as far as the 11-on-11 in three phases of the game. I think when you inevitably get that kind of key injury that they get every year, which, you know, if I dug into it, probably every team gets every year, they don't have much depth really anywhere. Receiver is probably right. the only position where losing one player wouldn't affect a whole lot. But imagine if they lost a cornerback. They already have cornerbacks they're going to have to play that we don't even know who they are today. Right. Um, if they lose one of their tight ends, they're in the same position they were in last year. Um, running back, obviously, that, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> if you happen to lose the starter, it's going to get 90% of the carries this season. That's going to be a big deal. Quarterback, we don't need to talk about that. Any one of their offensive linemen go down, um, that's a problem. They have no depth, and it, that that's part of getting around an expensive quarterback uh, along with expensive defensive players, and that, that's something they've had to deal with. But you cut Steven Nelson, they've got no depth at all at cornerback. Um, even their three deep is shallow. So one injury, depending on who it is, the wrong injury, that, that can really hurt the season very, very quickly. And that's just one. So um, that's this year. I think they can build to improve 
uh, the depth of what they have for next year. They still need another free agency. They still need another draft. I've, I've said that in this spot a bunch of times. It, it, it wasn't going to be a one-year thing. Uh, but they have to replace a quarterback next year, and we don't know who it is. Keep in mind, they only gave Mason Rudolph a one-year deal, and right. he's going to get the, the price point of the, the guy who's on the team um, to help – you know, compete with the guy that they draft for the starting position. That that seems to be, you know, they're they're calling their shot now. That's the direction they're going to go next year. And who knows what that's going to be. But I'll say this, the, the difference between uh, a team that's built like the Steelers winning six, seven, maybe eight games and being able to draft Spencer Rattler number one overall is going to be a couple injuries. If they have a down year injury-wise, they're in real trouble. I mean, they, they might see that two, three win mark. I, I can't say that that's not possible although yes i understand mike tomlin's a great coach they have great players on the team sometimes things go bad for a team in a year the Steelers have just been able to avoid that uh for for going on 20 seasons now and it might be a a situation where they get past it without a problem and they're they're drafting i think probably late teens next season uh but a couple injuries i I think really will put uh, a a damper on anything that they're trying to do right now they'll have to kind of retreat to the bunker, do the best that they can, and then try to retool everything next year. As I've referenced it before, I'll say it again, uh, the Steelers have transitioned themselves into the Atlanta Hawks. You know, good enough to make the playoffs, not good enough to advance, and because of that, they're not good enough, you know, they're they're out of the lottery. Uh, do Steelers fans understand that? I mean, that, I mean, it goes back to my original point. Do they understand? The Steelers fans understand where the team actually is right now. I, I think the Atlanta Hawks fans definitely do. <laughs> they get it, but <laughs> I, I'm not sure Steelers fans do because they've never seen it. Um, yeah. Usually, the perspective of the team uh, when they finish at the the Mike Tomlin low end of eight and eight is things went wrong. This went wrong. We fell down to eight and eight. I've had the opinion a couple times they fought up to eight and eight. Um, they, they probably should have gone worse than that, but they, they rallied together when they needed to, uh, pulled out a couple games they probably shouldn't have. This year, though, I think it's going to take more than it has before going into the season. I, I'll reference this. Look back at 2013. I, I was not optimistic about that 2013 team. Right. And Larry's foot went down, I think, by the second quarter. Yeah. And that was maybe 30 snaps after Marquise Pouncey went down on the seventh snap of the right. season. Yep. They had no depth at either of those positions, and the wheels fell off for four games. We were just joking around about uh, the, the Mike Adams international funeral game against Minnesota in London in yep. uh, 2013. When Mike Adams was trotted out there to play, and they were doing everything they could mm-hmm. to make him into a franchise level player, and Jared Allen destroyed him yeah. throughout the course of that game. I don't yeah. know, Mike Adams never recovered from that. It's probably going to be Jared Allen's Hall of Fame highlight film. Um, you, you put that together – a couple injuries crushed that team. They still had talent. They fought their way back. They went two and six to start and six and two to end. I'm not saying the Steelers could not do that, but I think Steelers fans look at a, a, a team that wouldn't start off well as one that this didn't work out. They came back to where they're supposed to be. I don't think they're good enough to say that they're an eight and eight team this year, eight, nine, um, seven and 10, whatever you want to call that. They're they're probably going to be a, a six win seven win team with the roster that they have right now, just because it, it's not going to be very deep. They didn't get a whole lot better, and one injury is going to make that go a lot worse. That part, fans, in in my opinion, just my observations, fans do not understand that. Um, 
and you kind of can't blame them. It's a spoiled fan base. Uh, eight and eight is their worst season, and yeah. we're talking about it with intimate details. Like this is a rare thing that happened. I can still recall all of these things that led to this terrible season at 500 right. whereas the Jaguars like you said you, you get younger by losing the Jaguars have been the youngest team in, in the league for 30 years you know they yeah. they haven't really won anything in, in uh, not consistently at least in a very long time so putting all that together I don't think fans really have a great sense of what losing is like in the NFL but I think this roster not by design again a lot of this is really by choice you lost six starters this offseason uh, five of them just to free agency, and you caught one of them, I guess, for salary cap space, although I'll be interested in the Steelers versus Steven Nelson 30 for 30 that's going to come out eventually, whatever <laughs> happens between those two. Just a weird situation all around. But still, you dumped a starting cornerback, um, and, and you sacrificed all of your depth, and you addressed it in undrafted free agency. That's it. So I, I don't know how anybody can can realistically say – they're okay at that position. That's kind of the key position. Fans don't see it that way. They see, you know, uh, uh, Shakur Brown being able to come in and, and play 500 snaps right away. I'm not sure if that's going to be the case. Uh, they don't have the, the, they don't have the ability to fix a lot of the holes that they have now. I think it's going to take a little bit of time and this will be a little bit of a down year, but champions usually come from down years. It wasn't that long ago. Tampa Bay was a terrible team. That's right. You know, they, they weren't ever good. Uh, they built themselves into a champion, not just from a one draft, not just from one free agent signing. Yes, I know Tom Brady's pretty good. Uh, it, they put everything together. They managed their team top to bottom in a very efficient and very productive way. They brought in the right free agents. They drafted the right players. They had a ton of guys that contributed to that team throughout their playoff run. And keep in mind, nobody thought they were winning the Super Bowl at the start of the playoffs. Um, the Steelers have the ability to do that. In fact, that's kind of a blueprint they should look at. They're going to need a quarterback. They're going to need free agents to come in and play. Uh, and they're going to have to spend money to do it. So the opportunity will be there for them to do it. I just think it's going to take uh, certainly more than just this season. And it's not going to be the most fun season I think the Steelers fans have ever had. And finally, the schedule release is tomorrow night. We already know who they're playing. <laughs> We also know who they're playing in the last week of the season and the fact that they're at home. Is there anything about the schedule release that intrigues you? Uh, no, no. Perfect. Uh, it, you, nice. you and I are on the same page. Like, I don't know. Yeah, gonna, why? I already know who you're playing. I, I love the fact they put it in a primetime special, though, because there's nothing else to do in May. That's, so that, that is true, actually. Well, it's true. Me another late night that I have to work. But it, it's. Uh, you know, it's 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 football. It's exciting. It's interesting. We'll you know overanalyze a bunch of stuff that won't matter at all come <laughs> July. But that that's what you do. You know, that's, that's kind right. of the culture of a fan. Um, it, no, there's not really a whole lot. I mean, the, the kickoff game is fun, but we'll probably know about that tomorrow by one two p.m. Somebody will leak yeah, that. Right. Um, I think it is crazy though. More than likely, you know, the game we're going to get one that I'm really interested in seeing: Buffalo at Tampa Bay. That'd be a fun game to watch. I think yeah. that should be the kickoff game. I'm interested in that sort of thing and looking yeah. over the primetime schedule that that's, you know, the Steelers Ravens is going to play on primetime at some point. You kind of know that as fact now. Um, who's, on th- who's on Thanksgiving night, you know, things yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. How many holidays I have to work. <laughs> <That sort of thing. laughs> you, you dig into it. It's you chop it up and see what it is. But at the end of the day, it's a schedule. Um, it's just nice to know and do the prediction thing and kind of see where people fall and, uh, it's going to be a good start, bad start, and a whole lot of needless projection. But again, that that's sort of what you do as a fan, and um, readers eat it up. It's it's fun to go over and talk about. So, 
not a whole lot of intrigue i would say um yeah, I don't have another way to end that. No, perfect. <laughs> really no, it. it's a, kind of the schedule. That's yeah. that's what it is. Just let your family know that um, we referred to you on the air as pure genius. <laughs> that's just, good to know. I, I'm going to go tell everybody. I mean, you, you might as might as well. You know, if you, if you <laughs> think I've got, if you think I have any chops to me, then you can drop my name with it. That's fine. All right, yeah, it works. That works. <laughs> Thanks so much, Neil. Always great to have you with us. Definitely. Thanks for having me. We'll talk to you guys. Neil Coolong. Of course, you'll watch the schedule release tomorrow night. Absolutely. Why? It's always fun for me because it's like, all right, we're almost there to the beginning of the season. I don't know. It's just fun. I, I enjoy doing the W's and L's the next day, which I would like for us to do, or at least if you humor me. I don't know. It's just, it's just always fun for me because it helps you count down to the start of the season. Humor you. sure if you want to do that that's fine I have no problem with it but I you already know who they're playing true but then it's like ooh you know this this team could be the opener and you know who they got for the night games it could be Intriguing there. What what time of the year do you play this team on the road? You know, I don't know. It's just always fun for me. <laughs> oh, you're done? Okay, we'll come back uh, with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Summary Motors. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way? The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. I mean, how many hours are you going to watch? I'll probably just watch till I see the the main games. Like, what are the what are they going to be the uh, the primetime games in the Eagles schedule? And that'll be about it. I won't watch all three hours. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. Talk about great new inventory and a great time to buy Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great new inventory. Fabulous selection of pre-owned inventory, if that's what fits your budget. Well, it's Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Humble's Wharf. And online 
and sunburymotors.com. If I'm not playing golf for a while while they're doing this uh, uh, schedule thing tomorrow, I'll just play catch up with you on Thursday. Well, you won't be unless the golf course over there has lights because it's at 8 o'clock tomorrow night. Sun goes down at 8.30, babe. <laughs> You'll be able to see the tail end of it then because I think it's from 8 to 11 on NFL Network. Hogan's Heroes is on at 10. <laughs> Actually, you asked me during the break how much am I going to watch, and I, said, and I said probably just, you know, just to see the select, what, a big games and the primetime games and the Eagles schedule. But I forgot – NFL Network is going to have Al Michaels, Joe Buck, and Jim Nance join Rich Eisen like they did last year. And that, that'll that be, anytime the three of them get together, that's quality TV. So I, I might watch more than what I said. Hogan's Heroes is on at 10. Uh, is this thing on? <laughs> I just thought I'd bring it up. <laughs> oh my goodness alright let's see what's intriguing about the schedule release let's see I suppose what the Sunday night games are right what all the primetime games are what your team is no no no. you'd include Thursday and Monday in that maybe what the Sunday night game is <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, who's playing on Thanksgiving? Right. Who's going to play the Bucks on for the kickoff game? No, could care less. Um, <laughs> and is there are there two Christmas Day games? Right. Um, I can go online later and look at that. <laughs> I'm kind of a party pooper here for you, aren't I? But it's also fun during the day tomorrow when you have all the different reporters trying to leak everything. Oh, for goodness sakes. <laughs> I always find that fun, too. Here's a here, I mean, here's a headline for you. The Eagles will play the Giants twice. <laughs> yes, but when? I'm hearing rumors that it might be the season opener, which would be awesome because that hasn't happened since 2004. I was there with, with my dad at the link. They're going to play the Cowboys twice. <laughs> oh, is one of them going to be Thanksgiving? It's been a couple of years. Play, they're going to play Washington twice. All right, that and one, you, that one might you might get me because that's either going to. I and, wouldn't be surprised if that is the beginning or the end of the season. And we already know who they're playing in the last game of the season. Right, they're going to play and, at the Jets. It's, right, it's it's on the road and they. Get to you know they get to play a, a non NFL team, and then the Steelers will host Seattle. Seattle, right? We know that. I, I'm just how much more of the schedule do you need? All of I've it. Already, I've already given you seven of the seventeen games. And then when is when is going to be Brady versus Tampa or Brady versus New England? The rematch. Well, what's really made it intriguing is that the Patriots signed Peyton Manning today. 
So it's really great. Okay, now it's back to Peyton and Brady, and it's the Bucks and the Patriots. What do you think? You know what? I would be all for it. I would be intrigued by that. <laughs> oh, if the football itself would be great, but hey. You can watch whatever you want. I have no... I will, I will play along with whatever it is you want to play along with on Thursday. You want to go through the schedule and then we can do wins and losses? Yeah, I think it's fine. We should do, we should do the Eagles and the Steelers schedules tomorrow. That'd be terrific. <laughs> no, I mean, we can't do that till Thursday. All right, yeah, I'm sorry, Thursday, yeah. But tomorrow we can report what the leaks are. Because I'm sure we'll get a few. This is exciting to you. It is. It's fun because the leaks kind of build up to, okay, now we can put all the pieces together. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) P.T. Barnum was right. All right. um, The NFL puts on you got to give the NFL credit. Oh, absolutely. They get get millions of people to watch a card being handed up to the commissioner. (laughs) And he sits there and he says, and with the third pick in the 2021 National Football League draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Trey Lance, quarterback, North Dakota State. Oh, my God. Oh, oh. Where's Fields going to fall to? Hey, all they're doing is handing cards and announcing stuff. Now... They are in prime time, and all they're doing is telling you what date they're going to play teams because they already told you who they're playing. (laughs) And they made a three-hour show out of it. With all big names joining in. Al. Joe. Jim Nance. I don't care what Jacksonville plays. Now they now they have T-ball. I might, you know. I only said that to make you mad. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Hey, you already know who they're playing, and they're doing a three-hour special on the. <laughs> you want to go through the wins and losses now? <laughs> we can do it. We already know who they're playing. But also depends when they fall during the season. It, there's there's more to it. You and plus, know, and plus, now we I know mean, more about the teams you, now that the draft you, and free agency is done too. You don't know that in game two, Saquon Barkley's going to get hurt against. The All right, Bears. that's the only thing you don't know is going into training camp when injuries are going to happen. But at least for now, you can yeah. you can fully which, have an idea which, of teams now that the draft and the free agency is done. Which one of your players are going to test positive or something get knocked out for four oh, games? Geez, I mean, yes. yeah, these these are people that you know that you. You follow, and you know you dress your kid up into garb, and all of a sudden you're out in the backyard burning all the stuff that you gave your kid. <laughs> Who's going to get suspended? You don't know any of that stuff. It's all a guess. <laughs> but if you want to go through, 
you want to go through the the uh, wins and losses for each day? Sure, we could do that. It's going to be fun to hear what you think based on the order of games, how the Eagles are going to do. <laughs> right? That's right. All this is all this is telling you what order it's in. That's all this is, right? That is correct. I mean, I can tell you that Jacksonville and Atlanta are going to host games in London. Right. You didn't know that. Well, Jacksonville's not surprising. I didn't know about Atlanta. But you don't sound excited about it. I just gave you a, a scheduled tidbit. That's because I, I think a, the London a, games are stupid. A nugget. And Jacksonville's probably going to play the Miami Dolphins in one of those games. Most likely. Yeah. It's a return to London. Because the pandemic is winding down. And you're not excited. It was dumb before the pandemic, and it's going to be dumb after the pandemic. The Eagles have had a bye in week nine or ten in each of the last four years. That actually Did is you... correct. Yes. You don't think I know anything about skiing. that's also that's also something to look for too. Where's the bye? You hate having the it... early bye, especially now with an extra game. You know that's very true. That's very intriguing. I think I think the Eagles should, um, to be honest with you, um, that the Eagles should have a bye in week two, and then I think they should play sixteen consecutive games after that. Stop. What do you think? No. What? I ain't stop. I'm pretty sure the NFLPA would have something to say about that. Hey, isn't it the earliest year allowed one is week four? Correct. Does that sound right? Yeah. But I'll be curious if they move it back a week now that there's the extra game, if they start them as, as early as week five now, or if they're going to keep it week four. I don't, I don't know. I haven't heard any details about that. Well, I'm really intrigued. And the Falcons are. I mean, I give you a. I give you a, a tidbit you didn't know about the schedule release. You say you're always excited about the leaks, so I give you a leak. I get nothing. I'll be more perked if it's the Eagles, which I don't think will happen since they finally have played a London game in recent years. And hopefully that'll be the last time they play a London game. But I'm sure it won't. Maybe the Eagles will play there three times. <laughs> no? Not right? Not good? No good! No good! No good!
Now, what did the Eagles finish? They finished third or fourth? Uh, fourth would be the correct answer. Four, oh, eleven, so they, and one. Oh, so they they get to play five last place teams. That's right. Nearly one third of their schedules against last place teams. Yep. There you go. See, there's some hope. One of those being the Detroit Lions, which means the Eagles have two possibilities of playing Thanksgiving. Because the Eagles, there were a couple Thanksgivings to go. That was actually in the uh, Chip Kelly's last season. They played at Detroit for Thanksgiving and got destroyed. Just throwing that out there. So you're blaming Thanksgiving for the problems you have now? <laughs> oh, no. I, I, I don't mind. When, well, usually I don't mind when they play on Thanksgiving. The 4 o'clock game is usually kind of a pain. So if they're going to play Thanksgiving, I'd rather them play the 1230 game or the night game. Why is the 4 o'clock game a pain? Well, because that's usually when you're going to be eating most place and most times. Eat earlier. I mean, yeah, we'd have to move it. It's not ideal, but we'd have to move up when we eat. And that's exactly what we did. Just have a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll make it work. Mm. If they play at 1230, we eat after. If they play at 4, then we'll, we'll, make it, we'll eat a little bit before, you know? You just gather around and watch the TV as you're eating. What the heck? I usually don't mind that, but usually there's other objections. <laughs> if it were up to me, we would. <laughs> All right, we'll come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. That's right. Hey, it doesn't take a genius. <laughs> hey, <laughs> the first game is going to be September 9th. I got it. First weekend, September 12th. I got it. September 13th, the first Monday night game. Got it. And you're going to be glued to the TV set. I just gave you the highlights. <laughs> Although, is this the year that Monday Night Football is going to have more than one doubleheader, or is that a couple of years from now? I can't remember. I don't know if they want more doubleheaders. They, what they want are flex games at the end of the season. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was the flex games. They, they, they want flex games. Right. Where we sit there and go, oh, you got to be kidding me. They're flexing that to Monday Night Really? <laughs> We got that group. All right. Great. Uh, <laughs> fabulous. At least it's yeah. tolerable now. Maybe not in your eyes. <laughs> They're fine. Um, yeah. So that's what... 
that's what we have to look forward to is tomorrow. Tomorrow, the big story in sports is they're announcing where you're playing. You, sir, are my hero. I just want to make sure that that's what's going on. Nothing, no, no other action other than that. Unless we find out somebody else peed in Medina Spirit's stall. But. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, this has been your show today, okay? In your show today, you have ripped Bob Baffert, a new one. Tim Tebow is the scourge of the earth. And you're excited that the commissioner is going to be handed a card to tell you that Philadelphia is playing the Giants on September 19th. That is the show in a nutshell today. You hate Baffert. You hate Tebow. You You love the simplicity of... Hey, look, the Washington football team's going to be playing Jacksonville, and they're going to be playing in London. Great. <laughs> I'm going to build my whole weekend around it. Oh, no, I was gee, I was going to go to Cape Hatteras that weekend. I can't. The Jags are going to be playing against the Chargers. <laughs> I need to be home. F-O-U-L-E-D, that spells foul. I need to be home. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen anybody this excited about a schedule announcement since the suit announced everybody what e- what the esports schedule was. <laughs> it was. Last year they did, e, remember, esports racing? Yes, that's that right. Actual drive, and he's like, this is great. I said, it's great. <laughs> it's a computer enhanced. I'm going around in a track. said, nobody leaves. Actually, in his defense, I enjoyed the NASCAR iRacing, too. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. It was all we had at the time when all this started. Maybe I'm just so used to the reality of sitting in a booth with, like, an actual game in front of me. I don't know. Maybe I've gone crazy.